Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Aaron Fun Average Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Crawford, as always, live from Wichita, Kansas, for about another 12 hours. And with me tonight, as always, I have Johnny Bolin from the great state of Mississippi. Episode two recorded in the In Progress New Orleans Baby Cake Memorial Museum, aka we're working on it slowly but surely. <laughs> I had mentioned that I'm in Wichita for about another 12 hours. I'm actually leaving for my second minor league baseball road trip tomorrow morning. So heading out to the East Coast, going to catch some games in the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida. And then I said, I have Johnny with me as always, but wouldn't it be funny if I put out an episode, Johnny, uh, just by myself where you weren't on it? Would that shock you or surprise you at all? Well, I think that would be the probably the most listened to <laughs> podcast of this uh, venture. If it was a sl- solo operation from the road, maybe. <laughs> well, with us today, we have a special guest. We have Jesse Barton. How are you today, Jesse? I'm doing so great. How are y'all? Doing great. Thanks Good. for coming Good. on. So, Jesse, tell us a little bit. So, you work at a minor league baseball stadium. Is that correct? That's correct. I work for the Richmond Flying Squirrels. I'm currently a cashier, bartender, filling in and wherever they need me at the food service. But I love it. It's so much fun. I get to meet a lot of great people coming from everywhere and I'm having fun doing it. Awesome. Now, how long have you worked there for them then? Uh, This will be my first season with them this year. Okay. So have you done any other bartending or anything else previous or is that just something that you've got into now that you work for the team at the stadium? I've been working in the food service, like waitressing, bartending, all that my whole life, like since I was 14. So I know how to do that stuff. (laughs) That's good. So is it a little bit different than doing it at a stadium versus like if you're in, you know, at a bar or somewhere else? Is there a difference? It's a big time difference. I guess the the preset menus, like there's only certain things. There's not like people don't make modifications to a plain hot dog type of thing. And then the fact that it's a shorter menu, the food's usually prepped most of the time, and then a limited amount of beers, and there's a limited amount of beers people can get per person. So it's a little different. It's faster paced for sure. It's not the whole customer service experience like you get at a sit-down restaurant. Definitely. It's just fast paced, be nice, get them through. We got a hundred person line. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I can imagine how long those lines could be. So I've never done like bartending or anything like that, but I'd always be kind of nervous about you have to check the IDs or if somebody else does that for you. Cause I know some like concert venues. They have designated people that check those right when you come in, if you want to drink. So I don't know if that's like that at your stadium or kind of what that's all like. And I just don't imagine, I know some people can get a little rowdy and maybe have too many drinks, but I wouldn't imagine that would be as bad as if you're at just like a a bar or something else different than a stadium. Right. It's not too bad. It's also never gets too, too bad because Richmond doesn't offer like hard liquor. Like we just have wine and beer options. Okay. And then up to the IDs, it is up to each individual cashier at that time, like to check it, like determine, like, do I need to check you? Obviously, some people you can believe, but yeah, we do check them ourselves and it's usually pretty calm, pretty mellow. We do have really high attendance. I believe our highest so far for a game this year was above 9,000. Oh, wow. That's big. Yeah, We have one of the highest in the minor league systems. I believe we, I don't know, came close to the record a while ago, a couple of years ago. 
Jesse, one of the segments we do, as always, is we show off the hats that we have on. Obviously, our listeners can't see our hats, but can you tell us uh, not only what hat you have, but then it looks like you have a very cool jersey as well. Can you explain a little bit that to our listeners? Sure. Um, My hat is the Richmond Braves hat. It's one of the original New Era editions that came out. It's from um, my boyfriend's uncle, actually, was a bat boy for the team in the late 80s, early 90s. Wow. A lot of fun stuff from that era. We have collectibles, bobbleheads, anything you can imagine. Got a stockpile of. <laughs> That's a really oh, cool man. looking hat with just kind of the R logo on it. So right. it's uh, the Atlanta font. It's got that, the gray underbrim. It's the fitted. I think what size? So this is a seven and five eighths. It fits my big head. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah. And Very. then my jersey is a um, it was a giveaway one a couple years back, sponsored by the Children's Hospital of Richmond. They did one again this year that I also have, but that one didn't wear that one, and I like this one better. <laughs> and then, so yeah, it's just it's just a blank jersey. Very cool. Just says flying squirrels on the front and white right. with a little bit of red on it. So um, and then Johnny, what hat do you have today? Well, as I normally do with this uh operation, I trash it up. So in honor of that, the Rocket City Trash Pandas, this was the bargain I found the other day, uh, thanks to our friends at TJ Maxx. So my TJ Maxx Rocket City Trash Pandas uh, dad hat is what I'm wearing today. I am honoring our guest Jesse today by wearing one of the Richmond Flying Squirrels hats. So Jesse, tell me, so it says 804. I'm guessing that's Richmond zip, uh, area code. Is that right? That's right. That's area code on my number. That's for just homage to Richmond area. My boyfriend has that exact hat you're wearing right now. It's a, I love it. It's one of my favorite ones we've come up with. Yeah. So we saw our friend, Paul, I don't know if you've listened to his podcast, the baseball by design podcast. He did a episode a while back about the flying squirrels. So when he did that episode, it had me looking on the website and found this hat. It has a flying squirrel right over the zero and it's kind of a grayish charcoal with the red bill. So really cool hat. But I decided to go with that since we had Jesse on since she works with the Richmond Flying Squirrels. It's an awesome hat. I love it. Appreciate the representing. There we go. <laughs> uh, Jesse, are you originally from the Richmond area or did you move there? Uh, I'm technically from Powhatan, Virginia. It's about 40 minutes outside of the actual city. But I'm from here. Uh, I lived here up until I was 18. I graduated high school, moved down to Savannah, actually. Was there for about five years and then just recently moved back up here in January. So that's why it's my first season, just getting going. I went down there for school. I went to Georgia Southern University okay, and graduated last fall, last summer, and came up here now. Awesome. Now, so I uh, randomly came across you on Twitter. So I collect the little ice cream helmets. And Jesse was kind enough to ask if I had a flying squirrels helmet, which I do not. She said she was kind enough and that would, she would send me one. So then we um, were able to get this set up so she could talk a little bit. Now, it looks like from what I can tell, you do a little bit of traveling uh, to go see some of the minor league teams. Kind of how did that start? And can you tell us some of the teams that you've gone to visit? I certainly can. Uh, that started last summer. Uh, my boyfriend and I honestly when we were in Savannah, we woke up one day and said, the Daytona's playing a game today. Want to go? And we got in the car and left that morning, got there by the gates opening. And then that's when I met, you mentioned, you know, the young professor, the first time I met him. 
the Bob Ross bottle. And that was awesome. We went back there again later that season and for the Bob Ross night, got the bobblehead giveaway. And that night I was actually lucky enough. Um, the professor asked me to go on the field two times and participate in all their shenanigans and whatnot <laughs> with, their, with uh, Sheldon and all of them. That was awesome. I had a great time. I love that stadium, love that team and all that. But I believe last season we went to our, I went to 19 stadiums and oh, then wow. this so far I've been to nine and we're planning on adding a few more this weekend. Starting tomorrow morning, we're going to get in the car and go. Well, I think that makes it a little easier now that you work uh, for a baseball team where the teams now do six game series. They're off for usually an entire week or sometimes two weeks in a row for you that, you know, works there. Obviously you'd have to be there during the series where they're at home, but when they're on the road, then you, if you don't have any other obligations, you have the option to go and travel. I'll be heading out um, starting tomorrow. And the first game that I'll be going to is Saturday in Asheville. So Johnny, I think possibly Jesse might be there. Um, hopefully I'll get to run into her and meet her there. Haven't okay. been out that way yet. So looking forward to Asheville and then we'll be in Charlotte on Sunday and then get to see a game at, on the 4th of July in Durham for the Bulls. So that's oh, just the wow. first part of the trip. And then we'll be heading down to make our way down to Florida. And so we will be going to the Daytona Tortugas. And that kind of all started whenever I was trying to find some teams that I could go visit and see if there's any ice cream helmets that I could, you know, get along the way. And of course, Sheldon has a little Twitter page. And so he reached out and said, you should come see me. And so I was like, yep, I definitely have to make it down there. I'm not sure if he's working. We we did have the young professor on one of our episodes a couple months back and not sure if he'll be working that Saturday that I go. But hopefully if he does, I'll get to run into him. And he said if he was there, he'd probably have us down on the field doing all that as well. Yeah, it's an awesome time at that stadium. They put on a good show. It's, it'll be fun. Hopefully you do get to go down on the field. Can you tell us then, so you told us a little bit about um, Daytona and then obviously you work for Richmond. What are some of the other stadiums that you went to last year or some that you went to this year? One good one was the Charleston River Dogs. We went on their, was it Dollar Beer Thirsty Thursdays, you can get two beers for a dollar each. That was a good time. And we were also there on the night. They tried to break the Guinness World Record for most wings eaten, like the biggest <laughs> competition at the time. Like the whole section we were in, they passed us all out wings and like timed us. And some guy was so fast. <laughs> but I don't know if we actually got into the world record. There were some little discretions, but... <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. We got free wings, got to see a game. Did you mention you're going to Jacksonville, right? Yeah. So I will be there the day before we go to Daytona Beach. It'll be a week from tomorrow. We'll be there. That's a great stadium. I've been there before. There's a guy in there. There, He's um, an usher. His name is Jack. He knows the owner and the owner of the Jacksonville Shrimp is also the owner of the new ECHL team in Savannah, the Ghost Pirates. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. This year we went to Indianapolis to see the Indianapolis Indians and we got to see uh, O'Neill Cruz play. Oh, wow. Yeah. This year. So that was a pretty good one. We also went to Dayton this year and saw Joey Votto when he played down there for that game. Oh, wow. Made it out there to that. That was a long road trip. We went to, (laughs) yeah, the same day, actually, we went to, was it Indianapolis in the morning? They had a doubleheader. Like, I think it started around 11 or 12 and then drove to Dayton and made it for their game that night. When you're, you know, working at the stadium, how popular is the merchandise with the fans? Do the fans really 
embrace the flying squirrels? Do you see a lot of the fans wearing the gear when you're working? Big time. Yeah. Everyone, like, it's rare if whoever coming through isn't wearing something squirrels related. Like, I mean, people obviously wear just jerseys, whatever, but a big majority, I would say, have flying squirrels apparel, hats. They have like the clear bag, the jersey t-shirts. It's a pretty big deal in Richmond. That's kind of all we got. I think it's a great brand and, and the, the variations of the different hats and logos, the Copa identity. They just seem to just are just geniuses at, at branding and merchandising. And yeah, I'm always curious when I go to game, how invested are the local people in the merchandising and supporting your, you know, it's so easy to wear like your favorite major league team. But I always, I always like to see the fans wear the local team gear at the ballpark. I feel like you'd honestly be surprised for, I don't know, just the size and everything about the stadium for the amount of people that are there every single home game. I see wow. I have mostly regulars coming through my line every night. Like, no, a couple of them by name, they're here every night. If I get off early enough, I get to go sit down in the stand with them for the last inning, and I sit with them. I don't know them anywhere else from coming through my line and getting a beer. But they're mm-hmm. awesome. It's a great, great fan base. They're popular. They're, we're going to the playoffs now. So, they, oh, wow. You, you won the first half? Yes, we did. So that's awesome, exciting. It was such an exciting game that night. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Flying Squirrels? Uh, kind of because you mentioned a little little while back about the Richmond Braves and kind of a little bit about that. The Flying Squirrels were actually originated as the Connecticut Defenders. And then they moved down from Norwich. And they came down here and that the Flying Squirrels started here in 2010. But before that, we had had that stagnant year. The Braves left after 2008. So we were honestly just happy to get a team back here, happy to get baseball going again. The Braves have been here since 66, and they were actually in our old field, Parker Field. And that field was demolished in 84, and the Diamond opened in 85. So they built that pretty quick. They actually still have on the concourse the spot where home plate was of Parker Field. So it's like in the exact same spot. Once they did that, the Braves were there from 66 to 84, and then they built the new field, and then they were there in the new field from 85 to 2008. And then an agreement to build a new field wasn't reached, still has not been reached. That's a current issue we're having in Richmond. But the Flying Squirrels moved in in 2010, leaving uh, Connecticut. You had mentioned at kind of the beginning what you currently do for the team. Is that kind of what you want to stay or is there anything else that you think you might want to do and kind of maybe move up or do anything different eventually for the team? I would definitely love to move up. This was definitely just a beginning, getting my foot in the door type of thing. I would honestly love to work somewhere in the broadcasting, announcing, on-field MC type of anything I love to talk about the game. I love to talk in general, and I would love to just be able to express that and share it vocally with everybody. Yeah, so it'd be cool that, you know, obviously one of the first thing you got to do is, like you said, get your foot in the door, get in there. And then as you kind of start growing, then that'd be really cool to see you just move up and get to do things more kind of towards your passion and everything. So hoping to see that here down the line, that'd be really cool. Come to a game and see you announcing or you know, on field or do something like that and be like, Hey, we, we know her. 
<laughs> would be awesome. I would love that so much. And if you guys ever do come down like this season or whatever, just let me know. I'll be there. I'll find you. All right. So that's awesome. Well, one of the segments we do is called the profit and loss piece. So with the profit piece, that's something that you've gained or earned. So can you tell us a little bit first, have you been kind of a big fan of baseball? Did you play baseball or softball at all growing up or kind of how'd you get into the game? And then what have you earned by being a fan of the game of baseball? Uh, Yeah, I played softball growing up. I started around middle school, I think, played up until halfway through high school. I stopped because I did show choir. And then um, my little sister actually plays college softball for Randolph-Macon. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Really good. She's better than me. (laughs) So I love the sport. Always kind of kept along, followed it and kept up and whatnot. And then I guess the thing I earned starting last year, going to all those games and traveling, I love the experience, love going to all the new places, seeing all the stadiums, trying the new food, meeting new people. And that kind of just like let me fall in love with it. And then I pretty much decided after that, like, this is what I want to do. Like last August, I started my program, get, trying to get a post-grad certificate in sports management. And that's what I'm working on now. So that's awesome. Did you play multiple positions or did you have one that you kind of had main focus on when you played? Uh, I played first and third. So opposites. There you go. (laughs) But I did both of those pretty regularly. Yep. (laughs) And what position did your sister play? Uh, She's a pitcher and she plays second base. Did you ever want to try to be a pitcher or did you not really want to do that? I did not want to do that. <laughs> I remember in a rec game when I was about 13 years old, I ended up having to pitch for an inning and it was a disaster. <laughs> it did not go well. And that was the first and last time I've pitched a softball game. <laughs> so since you were on either corner of the infield, did you prefer one over the other first or third? I preferred first. That was definitely my favorite position to play. I didn't mind either. I loved playing in field. I, I loved the game and miss playing it would probably go join a rec league or something somewhere if I could find one. But <laughs> yeah, that's what we've talked about. We had a guest on that his episodes coming out next week. Now, obviously this won't come out for a little while, but we talked about he plays slow pitch softball and I've played previous. I played baseball growing up. So I, there's a lot of times that I miss it. I wish I could go back out there. And if I ever had a chance, I'd probably join some type of a rec league as well. You kind of forget about how much you enjoy it, especially when you're just sitting out there watching it, how much fun it was when you got to play. So really fun to hear that you were, you did play softball a little bit growing up and your passions as far as being able to travel and all the stadiums you get to see and who you get to meet. But on the flip side, there are always some type of a loss. Is, can you think, did you have a favorite team growing up or a favorite player or anything else that's kind of something that may not be as good? I guess I could say a recent thing. Like I'm a Braves fan, uh, Freddie Freeman leaving. Mm. Oh. Even yep. seeing that picture of him, that just hurts, man. <laughs> He's sad. That video of him getting his ring you guys are talking about. I've seen people less emotional at funerals. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was. I teared up a bit. I could definitely see, you know, big Freddie Freeman fan losing him. And as he's been with Atlanta for so long and then seeing that. So, yeah, I definitely can understand that piece where that's a definite loss losing him, especially if you're not only just a Freddie Freeman fan, but a Braves fan, of course, as well. I'm a pretty big fan of Atlanta sports. So, yeah, it was it was emotional to watch that 
I'll say the least. It's <laughs> just the one minute video I saw on Twitter. I think got a tear coming out that soon. <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of famous players did not stay with that one franchise. Hank Aaron was a brewer at the end of his career. Willie Mays was a, a Met. Babe Ruth was a Boston Brave. They had had legendary careers with these one team, but unfortunately didn't finish with that team. Now you have exceptions like Mr. Prophet's George Brett was always a Royal and Stan Musial was always a St. Louis Cardinal and Chipper Jones, you know, as you know, Jesse uh, was a brave his whole career, but it's kind of difficult. It seems like for these famous players to stay with just one team because there is so much money at stake. Right. It is a business. At the- it is a business. You're right. At the end of the day, it is a business. You mentioned Satchel Page earlier. He did play in Richmond one time. Okay. And oh, wow. Like you mentioned, Chipper Jones. Uh, Satchel Page actually played when it was Parker Field there. And then Chipper Jones was there. Andrew Jones, Adam LaRoche, Dusty Baker, Brian Snicker, Dale Murphy, Deion Sanders. A bunch oh. of people have been through the Braves thing and come through Richmond as part of it. Pretty cool. We got a bunch of uh, memorabilia autographs and stuff from those days thanks to his uncle that's really awesome yeah adam laroche if you guys didn't know he's a kansan he's from fort scott kansas which is about three hours from wichita so i'm familiar with the laroche brothers and knew he played out there and then they came and i talked about this before we have the baseball national baseball congress world series and they came out and had a team of former mlb Star. So Chipper Jones came out here and he played. So it was after he had already retired as a Brave. So he came out here. He played for this collegiate Woodbat team um, for this tournament. And then Adam LaRoche, Andy LaRoche, they all played here. So I'm familiar with some of those Braves and very cool to hear that you get all that memorabilia and autographs and everything. We usually like to end the episode with just what we call the double play, which is just a couple of things we're grateful for just by being an, involved in a fan. So um, anything else you can think of that you're grateful for by either working for minor league baseball or just being a fan of the game? Uh, I'm grateful for all the places I've gotten to go, all the people I've gotten to meet. They've all been awesome. Everyone is just so nice around baseball. Y'all know that. And just it brings you together. It's like a sense of just community and belonging, like just with complete strangers around you. So I guess that's what I'm the most thankful for. Well, Jesse, we can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us. Can anybody find you online or find the Richmond Flying Squirrels online? The Richmond Flying Squirrels Twitter handle is at Go Squirrels. I am at Jesse, like J-E-S-S-I-E underscore B-A-R-T-O-N underscore. Nice. Got a picture of me with the Rome Braves guy. There we go. Well, we just again wanted to thank you for coming on today. Uh, make sure you go out, follow the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Make sure you also follow Jesse and go get a drink from her if you ever go to a game, if she's there working and you're up during one of their series. Make sure you also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Earned Fun Average. Average is AVG. And we just thank you for listening. I think Jesse needs to send us out with our catchphrase tonight. America, lower your standards, because average is what these guys do best. 